Hey everybody, it's your favorite podcaster, Kaylee, and I'm back with another bonus episode of The Balanced Life with Kaylee. So I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, I am not totally caught up on the soap operas, neither GH nor Young and the Restless, but I am so close. But I just really wanted to talk with y'all. It's really hard not making episodes and tweeting about the show with y'all. So I'm just going to put out this episode so I can connect with you guys. And I promise I'll be all caught up by this upcoming weekend. So I'm going to start with GH since I dedicate the entire last bonus episode to Young and Restless. So yeah, jumping in with GH. So, and by the way, y'all, I was like super duper behind. So bear with me. So... Cyrus he was like how's the patient in reference to Brando and it was just so obvious that he was the one in charge of hurting Brando before it was even like officially confirmed but it's just crazy and he fired Bobby and Monica and had his picture up invisible on the GH main floor and then like he's playing in these people's faces he's playing in all of poor Charles faces literally every single person and it's actually quite funny like no major power players whether it's the quarter main Corinto Spencer Castadine none of them can stop him right now as far as I've seen you know so it's like for me it's just like cue that Rihanna and Jay-Z song run this town because that's what Cyrus is doing and listen I get the legacy and love for Bobby and Monica but if we're being honest they did violate the law here so I mean if you remove that along with you know not remembering that Cyrus is a criminal past and present I mean this mimics real life consequences you can't do an illegal procedure and then just keep your job so you know there is that and so for that it's like the shock and outrage that i saw amongst the characters on set you know okay being beloved doesn't mean you can get away with everything and i think that's something i also expressed um the last episode in terms of young and restless like sharon's my favorite character and she's sick but that doesn't mean she can get away with everything but anyways back to gh but I will say that something refreshing for GH would be to have two hospitals. Like, they keep mentioning Mercy. And it doesn't even have to last long as a storyline. Just like on Grey's Anatomy, it didn't last long. But it would spice things up. And if you aren't familiar, so Grey's Anatomy, they had, I think, two different um, storylines with different hospitals. The first one is how you got Jackson Avery and then um, April Kepner. And then the second is just recently when everybody started going over to the other hospital. But then Catherine bought it because she was mad at Richard. But anyways just a brief overview if you aren't familiar with what I was talking about but that would be cool on GH and I think it like I said it'll be refreshing just to have two different hospitals and it will also be a way to bring on more doctors and nurses at GH you know or Mercy again if they do the other hospital and it's like why I actually like the mob I do like mob stories and I like you know people who are referenced as the core for I do want more hospital medical stories and I've expressed that for both GH and Young and the Restless so one of my favorite GH actresses, and I hope I don't pronounce her name wrong, but um, Lisa Losacero. And the reason I say that, like for me, she nailed that scene begging for Dante to open the door. And she portrays the most rooted, dedicated, loving mother to a T. And she's just so great in conveying her emotions through the teary eyes and the face as a whole and just her vocal inflections. And for me, automatic and deserved Emmy nomination and she's always been kind of a favorite of mine since she appeared on GH back during the Connie Falconeri storyline she just always had this edge and spunk and fire and then I always loved that rootedness and that family that family love you know so I've always been a fan and then also Rugged Dante even though he has PTSD still fine and cute <laughs> so kudos to the actor as well for the scene and I was just so over hearing him talking about complete the mission. Like, I'm just so ready for him to be fully healed, you know. 
and again like I'm more caught up than this but I'm just going order of episodes I've seen but for me it was just like you know outside of my Dante storyline was going on for so long and I get initially it was to usher him out of the canvas but he's back heal him already you know and I saw someone on the board said putting him with Sasha and I mean that would be something cool and I know I am caught up enough to know that he has a new mission going after Peter which I'll touch on later and I'm hoping that'll clear him from this whole mission thing that's keeping him away from his family or has kept him away from his family rather for so long but yeah so I think there this might be a little change just from what I'm seeing on the boards but from what I was seeing weeks ago, the bond that Peter and Valentine have, if they're going to rewrite history for anyone, you know, anyway, it would be okay to make them father and son because I can tolerate and support their bond. And again, for me, Peter's relationship with Anna just rings hollow and unnecessary. But I know Alex is back in the picture now and I know things are popping. So anyway, um, Portia doesn't play and I love it. I love that she stood up to Cyrus and I love that she softened towards Ava. And I'm happy about that because Ava, Mara West, one of my favorites as well. But I still love she's protected and, you know, on guard. And I want to learn more about Portia. And I like that little striped brown jumpsuit that she had on. And so, yeah, I just hope that she and Ava bond. I'm already of the fan of a change in, you know, Nina and Ava's relationship. Love it. My favorites, I would say, are Ava, Carly, Olivia, Diane, and I'll always love Kelly Monaco, so I'll say that. And, you know, I also have a spot, soft spot um, for Robert and Max Scorpio, and I used to hate Valentine, but now, like, I find him being one of my favorite male characters. Like, he's just so layered and nuanced, and the actor is brilliant. So, yeah, just jumping into the Mike storyline. So, watching Mike die, just that breathing struggle, I was like, wow, like, G just really going there. And, you know, with getting older and dealing with more things in life, sometimes it's hard to see, like, things like this on TV. And, like I said, I truly get now why some people don't want to, why they don't want to see these terrible, hoary, dreary, sad storylines. I get it, you know? Now, some on Twitter, they were so ready for his steps. And sure, like I said earlier, it's been a lengthy storyline, so I get it. But with some exceptions, it's been well done. And for me, Y&R was really dragging Dina. And I mean, she wasn't even on screen, so it was just really extra with the dragging. And for me, that storyline stopped being interesting and compelling a while back. And I know right now they're actually wrapping that up. She actually had her final scene um, a couple of days ago that I didn't get to see quite yet. But yeah, I was ready for that to be wrapped up. I was so tired of the Abbott books and the old films and videos and just hearing more about her infidelities and just more Mergeron mysteries. I was just over it. So for me, if you're going to look at the soap landscape and you were going to say that some Alzheimer's story went on too long and needed to end faster, it would have been Young and Restlessness for me you know but yeah back to gh so i think that some of that commentary is tied to the hate of sunny and just he's seeing him foot like you know front and center and i have no comment on that everyone has the right to feel how they feel disclaimer unless it hurts or endangers the lives of others in that case you do not have the way to feel the way you want but otherwise you do and i do think that the four episodes of memories that they wished and the dreams all the things they hoped for to experience with mike I do think that dragged out and I did think that became super annoying like the episode of Jocelyn envisioning her wedding and pregnancy and if we're being honest even with all you know without the Alzheimer's I mean I'm not quite sure if he would have been that been there for that anyway you know if we're being honest um, but I did love the scene of him just accepting her and just loving her and supporting her at graduation even though she has no real relationship to Mike no blood tie 
but blood isn't everything and that's for sure and so I just want to take a moment to give a shout out to Eden McCoy and I want to say at the end Mike actually getting something a bike that he dreamed of like that was cute and with that said I definitely want to shout out Maurice Bernard and Max Gale impeccable work beautiful it's a painful storyline though it has been super hard to watch in part because it's been well acted and done thoroughly and relatively accurately you know for soap the last rites was hard to see because it's painful losing those you love knowing just knowing it and saying goodbye or not even getting a chance to say goodbye and I avoided watching the show. If I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, which I believe in doing, I avoided watching this show because of that. Because I was trying to avoid real life events that have been going on and just really weighing on me. But what I've learned is you just have to face things. And that's the only path forward. And it's honestly the only path left. But I've also learned that the love never leaves. It just transfers, it evolves, and it shifts. And your forward is comprised of that. And so to the ones that I've lost, my now angels and guides, I love you so much and I always will. So yeah, just shifting to other storylines on GH, I love Britt being back and I actually like her being chief of staff because it'll just be fun and just soapy goodness. But I didn't like Epiphany no longer being the head nurse and assigned administrative work. That was a hard note for me. And you know, it's crazy because I used to hate Britt back in the Patrick days. However, I just started to adore her when she was paired with um, Tyler Christopher's Nicholas. And, you know, she was softened and layered, especially when they dived into her backstory and, you know, her trouble upbringing with Liesl. By the way, who I also love, adore, and am happy to see back. I love that Olivia got to play Spy. The character needed adventures. And I also loved seeing Ethan again, though I do miss the long hair, I'll say that. And I would love for him to come back full time and be paired with Christina. They have a complicated history, to say the least, <laughs> but they sparkle together. And I'm not going to lie, I do have a crush on the actors. There's that. But speaking of couples that sparkle, so Nick and Ava, and I thought they had chemistry back when Tyler Christopher was in the role. And it's the same now for me, too. I still think they have um, chemistry. Um, Marcus Coloma, he's grown on me. I like him, and he's a cutie, and so I hope to see where they go from here. I also love Valentina and Alexis' interactions, and I feel like making him a non-Castodyne was the best thing they could have ever done. I found myself loving him so much more now. And I know because I thought they were siblings, you can't really go there, I guess. But if you could, like, I think they would be a cute couple, Alexis and Valentine. They just have a good, you know, nature and rapport, you know? And at the same time, it's like they were going there with Colin Summer on Young and the Wrestlers. And at one point, you know, they thought they might be siblings. But yeah, I appreciate, you know, Valentine sticking up for her. And, you know, in reference to Neil's brother, Neil's a grown man, an extra grown man, okay? He made his own choices. And sure, there are people in your life that may lead you a certain way you know because of passion or pressure general general influence and they may lead you a certain way that's not good for you and something that your family might approve of but Valentine was right like you can't be angry he couldn't be angry at Neil so he wanted to take out on Alexis but that's who you need to be angry with Neil but he's a grown man he made his choices and he was happy and at the end of the day like I said no one is to blame for your acts but you and yeah, I mean, if they're not going to go there with Valentina Alexis, I do like their friendship. And I know I said I'd be fine with Dante being paired with Sasha, but I'd also be fine with um, Valentine being paired with Sasha. And like I said earlier, I like Nina and Ava's new friendship. And they've been through hell and back and did really unforgivable things to each other. But I love the peace and softened interactions. And the same thing with Sonny and Ava, especially, you know, with Mike and 
Avery and all those things going on. Sometimes peace and friendships are way better than angst, you know? Healthy things can be beautiful and entertaining too. There's so much dysfunction on the show and in real life. So just seeing some peacefulness and friendships and softened interactions is just refreshing. And Cam mentioned he liked Trina and my heart melted and I really shipped him for sure. But I hate that, you know, he kissed and is pretty much going the route of Jocelyn. I know Dev's pulling some shenanigans um, right now, but I just hate that Cam's going that way. I want to see the black girl loved, adored, you know, I want to see that. We don't see much of that, you know, and Trina's a great character. She's sparkles. She's fun. And I think she has more chemistry with Cam. And I kind of wanted Jocelyn and Dev, but now not so much, but. Yeah, Katrina, I'm not sure what their ship name, their squish name is, but that's who I'm rooting for. But yeah, you know, with Cam going back and forth on who he wants between Trina and Jocelyn, he just reminded me of like Liam, Ridge, Nick, and Kyle on CBS soaps, you know, just alternating between two women at once. Um, Molly, girl, you have to have a better poker face, you know, like she's been showing that she's so guilty of something, but I know that's a soap opera staple. And really quick, so before Elizabeth and Franco met with Scotty, that scene of them in the elevator and then going to another floor, that door opened and closed so fast. Like, did they even get to press a button? <laughs> but uh, also just blackmailing for 50000 that was weak. I'm glad Sky hit both of them with the 125 k each. Like, if you're going to blackmail, handle it right. <laughs> you know, you might as well ask for a good amount. But anyway... Yeah, I love Dante now getting an actual mission and, of course, bonus points because it relates to Peter, who I want gone expeditiously, if we're being 100% honest. And like I said, I just hope giving him this real mission will erase the trauma and the PTSD of the brainwash mission that's going on in his head. Like I said, I'm happy Obrek is back. She is my problematic fave. The actress is dazzling. Um, Ned's a jerk. <laughs> a really quick shift. Um, Olivia wouldn't do him dirty, and it makes no sense that he would even think that she did. And with Robert, I love Robert Scorpio. Like I said earlier, I have a soft spot for him, but I'm pretty sure she's not checking for him like that. She sticks to her age range for the most part. So that wraps up where I'm at with GH, and I promise that I'm gonna get caught up really soon by the next time this bonus episode rolls around, which will hopefully be this upcoming weekend. So now I'm gonna shift gears and talk about Young and the Restless. So, Billy publishing the story without guidance and right, well, it was reckless, you know, but it was classic bad Billy. And it makes things interesting. And I like that Amanda checks him, you know, like whether it's a platonic love or romantic love, being able to be honest and call someone in their BS, that's a good sign. And that's needed behavior, you know. Um, but Chelsea, like, you know, her tipping Billy off, you know about the whole thing I get that's why he felt like he couldn't wait and then he had to rush his story so anyway on the boards I've seen people complaining about Sharon looking so healthy and I agree with their sentiments like she doesn't look sick especially not like she took a turn for the worse in the slightest form from her hair to her outfits which have been low cut I'm sorry low cut um cleavage showing and just etc like she's just not dressing like someone you know, who is facing or has faced breast cancer. And, you know, just thinking about that, I would think that she wouldn't necessarily want to wear those type of outfits. Like she wouldn't feel comfortable wearing it. Her face looks fine. And, you know, like I've said, I've addressed some of this before. And I just want commitment with storylines. If you're going to go there, then really go there. She can't look like normal Sharon right now. Like, it just doesn't add up. And I have no attachment to Jared. 
Um, but I like the moment of medicine in action. Like I said, I want more medical stories. I'm very vocal about that. Nate and Elena are so great, and they could be a medical power couple. And that can be very unique and refreshing for the show. I mean, there's already cheating involved, so they could be Daytime's Meredith and McDreamy. And that's another Grey's Anatomy reference if you don't watch it or haven't watched it. Yeah, um, Nate, he looked hurt that Elena regretted what happened and called it a mistake. He's wanted her all along, not Amanda. Like, he was ready, he was open, he was willing. Like, he he doesn't regret it. He doesn't feel bad. He just feel bad that Elena feels bad about it, and that's where it is. He may feel like a little sprinkle of hurt for hurting Devon, but not really. And he was acting super defensive and sketchy with Nick, and yeah, Nick peeps game. And I just want to say sex isn't a mistake, though. And I never understood that line. Like, there's a lot of steps involved. And it can be stopped before and during. And they love Brighton and Britney in real life. Don't get me wrong. Like, their love feels so sweet, pure. I love it. I love black love. However, on the show, Britney, a.k.a. Elena, she sparkles more with Nate. And that just is what it is. That's a fact. Like, you know, it's hard not to be team elite because they just really have great soap opera chemistry. And Devon, he sparkles more with Amanda. And, you know, I was a diehard Hillary, you know, and Havon fan. And that part of me, you know, kind of wants Devon and Amanda. But at the same time, I really, really love Amanda with Billy. The chemistry is there. And being connected to him gives her more scenes with outside people, you know, outside of that quad sometimes, which is necessary in love. And Sharon is my fave, but I'm just so mad at her. Like, she looks so uncomfortable with Ray. And he's a good man, and she honestly pays him dust. And, you know, part of me sees myself, and I think that's why I get so frustrated with the character. And I think maybe that's why some of us get frustrated with characters on soap operas in general. Because we see bad parts of ourselves that we don't want to see, or old parts of ourselves that we hate. You know, different things of that nature. Just something to ponder. But, yeah, I've just had a habit of being drawn to people and men who've hurt me or have been toxic for me and yeah sometimes there's that undeniable chemistry and sometimes they ignite things within you but that doesn't make love it doesn't make home and it doesn't mean that's who you're meant to be with and in cases like that we need to find the spark within us but also be with people who are healthy for us um some are looking at Kyle's phone you know what when you go looking for something you're gonna find it and she wasn't scouring, but when she heard the alert, she went to look without hesitation. And you know what? When you look, like I said, you're always going to get hurt. And Kyle needs to leave Lola alone. Talking about, I worry about you more than you know. Okay, but that's not stopping you from divorcing her. That didn't stop you from breaking, like, you know, her heart and running straight to summer and proposing. So just shut up. Like, he shouldn't be bothering her. And, you know, the summer in Kyrie was so fast. She should have made him earn his way back after all that he put her through. Women, we have to do better by ourselves. And Chelsea, last note, she used to be my favorite um, when she first fell in love with Adam. And I think that was when um, Michael was still playing Adam. And I also loved her with Justin Hartley. But right now, she just falls flat for me. I don't know. Hopefully, my love can return. But anyway... That wraps up this week's bonus episode. I'm so sorry I'm not 100% caught up, but I promise I will be by the next episode. I just really wanted to take a moment to connect with you all and just talk about our favorite shows. Just feel free to tweet me about your thoughts on this episode, your thoughts on General Hospital, Young and the Wrestlers in general, and I look forward to chatting with y'all more next week. I just want to say have a great Sunday. I hope you are well and safe. Be blessed. Bye.